WHMP. Hey, Buzz. You're busy pressing my buttons, aren't you? Yeah, you beat me to it this time, actually, <laughs> by a millisecond there. How you doing? I'm doing okay. I uh, actually I had a frustrating uh, day as a lawyer. I came in early. I covered for Bill Newman on the Bill Newman Show. I heard. This morning. And, um, How many times have you done that? A lot, huh? I th- once I counted 60. Okay. Um, I did it so many times that they called me and offered me the drive time show. <laughs> the biggest mistake WHMP's ever made. They're probably trying to figure out what they were thinking that day, but here I am. What, 16 months later? So that means you could be off by two months and new one would have to cover you for two months and, and you'd be fine. You'd really be equal. good point. I could, I can, two uh, months have vacation. That. I've <laughs> got the sword much, of though. Damocles holding over his head. Um, but anyway, then today I tried to be a lawyer um, to absolute one of those days where um, everything you turn just doesn't, I thought you everything were, you touch doesn't turn the color that you wanted it to. So. I thought you retired, Buzz. Where did you think, why would you think that? I don't know. I think you've told me that. Well, listeners, Dan is either sadly mistaken or uh, he, um, or, he's oh. easily confused. Both. Um, no, I have definitely slowed down, but oh, okay. I am far from retirement. I don't oh, know if okay. we're going to... I wouldn't know what to do with myself. Right, right. So I I'm come sorry. in here and spend time with you. Oh, that's wonderful. It is wonderful. And you know why it's wonderful? Because I get to meet why? heroes on this job. And one of them is in the studio with us right now, a fellow that I first met when Trump... Um, forgive me for saying the name. When Trump was first elected and began his uh, horrific campaign against um, immigrants. Uh, a number of us um, sort of uh, threw our hats in the ring of volunteerism and uh, began representing people who needed representation. And among them, I was lucky enough up at the Franklin County Jail to meet a, uh, a young lawyer by the name of Alex Kazem. That was about five years ago, and Alex is here in studio, still at it, still committed to helping those people who deserve help, those people who want nothing more than a better life than the one that they are living in their often war-torn countries. And uh, he is now working for the Center for New Americans as a staff attorney representing immigrants um, who were trying to become legal permanent residents and citizens of the United States. And I am so grateful he's spending time with us. Hello, Alex. Hello, Buzz. Hi, Dan. Uh, thank you very much for having me. It is it's my a pleasure. pleasure. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. And a quick note on what you guys were just saying. I don't think you actually ever retire from being an attorney. It seems like it follows you for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like a uh, death sentence. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good way to recruit new lawyers. Huh? <laughs> you know what? It, uh, it, the practice of law has been... Uh, I'm a lucky man. I'm lucky in love. I'm lucky in... Um, in the profession that I chose. And no I complaints think, here. Yeah, I know that you, and you're married to an extraordinary lawyer. Yes, I am. Uh, Megan Clute of uh, Curran Berger and Clute, the extraordinary immigration firm that we have here in Massachusetts. So I can't imagine what your pillow talk is like. <laughs> it's always very serious. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do as uh, a staff attorney for the Center for New Americans? Sure. So uh, for those of you out there in Radioland, my name again is Alex Kazem. I am the staff attorney at Center for New Americans. 
uh, at the Center for New Americans, uh, we we generally try to address the needs of, of immigrants in our community. Um, primarily, uh, the center teaches English as a second language, uh, which is a service that we offer for free. But also, the Center for New Americans uh, has immigration services that we provide. I spearhead the immigration department. Our immigration department uh, does a smattering of various uh, immigration relief work. Um, primarily, uh, we do citizenship. It, that, that's sort of our hallmark. Uh, we provide free citizenship services. We prepare citizenship applications. We prepare clients uh, for their citizenship interview. Uh, we're with them through the whole process up to the end. Um, and we, we offer those services for free. And you get to sit in on those extraordinary sort of uh, ceremonies when they are awarded citizenship. Always a very proud moment. I, I, it, there's nothing like being an immigration attorney making new citizens. <laughs> you know, they say, as an attorney, quite often people, they call us when things are really awful. They call us when they're being charged with something or whether their marriage is dissolving or whether they're being sued or whether they've been rear-ended by a car and they have uh, bad health things. But there are three times when being an attorney brings smiles to your face. I think one of them is an adoption. It's, <laughs> if you've ever done it, it's very hard to be present in the courtroom when people are getting the child that they've been looking forward to and the child wow. now has parents and the judge is so glad to be conferring it on it and you just smile your way through that proceeding. <laughs> Uh, sometimes buying a new home is just a real uh, blessing for people and they're so happy and it's a really nice thing to be a part of. And citizenship. Wow. Agreed. Powerful moments. Yes. Yeah. So uh, aside from the citizenship, though, we also provide uh, family immigration services. So for individuals that already have family in the United States that either have green cards or are citizens... Uh, we help fill and prepare, fill applications and prepare clients uh, to get their green card through their family connections. So let's talk about a green card. There's sure. a status called legal permanent resident. Correct. So a, a green card is also a status known as lawful permanent resident, which means uh, an individual with lawful permanent resident status in the United States can stay in the United States permanently uh, as long as they follow the laws of the United States. Um, and they would have the opportunity to become a U.S. citizen after having that status for five years. Now, when I first met you, Alex Kazem, uh, you and I were volunteering to help largely Hispanics. Um, sometimes we were going to jails, trying to give people what their, we didn't know your rights thing every week right. And, right. and that sort of thing. Um, but now, uh, what ethnicity, what nationality are you working with primarily in, in your role as a staff attorney for uh, Center for New Americans? Oh, at the Center for New Americans, uh, our, our client base spans the world. Uh, I, yes, we have uh, a considerable amount of Hispanic clients, but also a significant number of Haitians. Um, right now, we're doing asylum for Afghans, which I, I think we may get into, but but so we have a, a number of Afghan clients, but also aside from Afghans, um, we have a number of Iraqi clients who were resettled in the United States many years ago who are now coming to a point where they can file for citizenship. So, so our clientele also spans the Middle East, but 
but I mean, we also have individuals uh, from all over Europe um, and, and Asian countries as well. So it'd be very hard to say. It, I would not say that we have a specific clientele. Um, our, our clientele seems to span all cultures. So I know you speak some Persian, but I do. Um, you must have a lot of other interpreters uh, at the ready to, to help you work with your clients. Well, thankfully, we have staff, uh, our, our paralegals on hand, uh, Stephanie Martinez and, and Vanessa Faramecke. They both speak Spanish uh, fluently, which, which makes it uh, very easy when we have our, our, our Hispanic clients. Uh, we also have one staff member who speaks Arabic, and, and sometimes we call on him uh, when we need help with uh, Arabic. But otherwise, uh, yes, with interpretation, um, it, can, it can sometimes be an issue. Uh, we have interpreter lines. We, we have uh, people we can call to get on the line for interpretation. Um, uh, I speak a few other languages, so I, I always do my best <laughs> to try to communicate, uh, sometimes embarrassingly, uh, in the language that, that the individual is speaking in, if I can. Um, but, but yeah, interpretation is very important because, because the clarity of the information that's coming through is critical. So we had this situation where immigration has, you know, it's always been sort of bubbling, um, up as an issue, but, um, obviously from 2015 on when then candidate Donald Trump, um, made some claims about they're all criminals and rapists and murderers. Yes. Um, and uh, Stephen Miller and Title 42 and on and on and on. Right. Uh, brought all the power of the United States down on the heads of immigrants and refugees. Um, so y you've now been working uh, under the Biden administration's um, thrust, but I keep hearing about, you know, there's still family separation. There's still... Title 42 at the border, and you're still working with less than ideal, less than humanistic conditions oh, yes. for your clients. So yes. can we talk about that for a little bit? Tell us what the atmosphere is like for the people that you represent. Well, I, I would say the atmosphere is definitely better than the previous administration, <laughs> but I think what we're dealing with now is still the fallout of the damage that the previous administration had done. Now, this may not be popular to say, but I would say even the Obama administration probably had could have been better uh, with immigration. Um, right now, the issue seems to be broadly asylum, because for most individuals coming to the U.S. border, uh, they're, they they enter and they're given an opportunity to file for asylum if they have no other. If they don't, if they're, if they don't have any other path to immigration, is there a difference between refugee status and asylum oh, seeking status? Yes, definitely. So refugee status is a status that you get in your home country, uh, primarily, primarily through the UN and uh, the State Department, and so, so that's that's uh, arranged. Abroad, you get the asylum status, and then you can come to the United States and apply for immigration, whereas, uh, sorry, refugee status, whereas for asylum, you have to be on U.S. soil to apply for asylum, and that's based on international law. And to be seeking asylum means that you have to be, what, running away from a political situation in which you are endangered? Correct. So, so 
to, to put it very simply, is oversimplifying it probably, but basically you have to have either experienced past harm from the government or someone acting under the color of the government or uh, a well-founded fear of future harm from the government or someone acting under the color of the government should you return to your country. Yeah, it is chilling. Uh, recently, um, you had assigned, you have students, law students and other students who are volunteering yes. to help garner, collect the information because you have, what, 70 cases or something like that that are ongoing right now and there's just depressive need is so great that you've reached out to these really smart young people who are willing to volunteer to try to collect the, the facts so that you could then take those facts, wrap them into a petition right. seeking a legal permanent resident status for your client, right? Right. And so you asked me as just an older uh, person to uh, who's ex had a little bit more experience to um, join with the student to garner all this information. And I, you know this, but I want listeners to know this. This is not an extraordinary case. But the kinds of cases that we are dealing with, there's one case you and I are working on right now in which a 10-year-old child back in Afghanistan was beaten horrifically by the Taliban because his father is here earning money and sending it back home, and they didn't want to believe the families that the father wasn't in Taliban in uh, Afghanistan, right? I mean, you right. see this level of oppression all the time. It must get exhausting. Yeah, but it's it's also fuel for the work that we do. I mean, it inspires me to, or inspires us to to help, to to provide a way for uh, the particular individual that you're that you're talking about, a way for him to bring his child here, so that they're not living under the fear of the Taliban. Yes, it's it's always very heavy. Uh, you know, subject matter and, and situations that we're dealing with, but I think that propels us to, to do the work. And I think the work that you're referring to specifically with the 70 cases is our Center for New Americans Afghan Asylum Project. Um, these 70 cases are Afghan individuals who have been resettled in uh, Western Massachusetts. Um, unfortunately, uh, the U.S. government did not really have a long-term plan for, for a path to immigration for the individuals that we evacuated from Afghanistan. So a lot of these individuals all, the way, all across the country, I think about 76,000 individuals were brought from Afghanistan and are being resettled in, in the United States. About 300 are being resettled in western Massachusetts. And of, of that portion, about a third of them, the Center for New Americans has agreed uh, to, on a pro bono basis, uh, provide asylum uh, applications. And that is a great place to break because by the Center for New Americans agreeing on a pro bono basis to provide the services necessary to get asylum applications, how can people help the center perform that mission? How could they support financially what you do? Uh, well, um, Please, if you can, go to our website. The website for Center for New Americans is www.cnam.org. That's spelled C-N-A-M.org. And please give if you can. We're, we're, we're just a small nonprofit. We're stretched beyond our means, but we're trying to do our best to help as many individuals as we can. Help as many as individuals for free as they can. We're going to be back with Alex Kazem, an attorney doing 
God's work right after this message. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. I saw below me that golden valley, this land was made for you and me. Missed an episode of The Bill Newman Show? Want to revisit a conversation from legendary civil rights attorney from Ashfield, Buzz Eisenberg? Click on podcasts at whmp.com. When it's happening here in the Valley, we're talking about it. The only live and local talk in the Valley and for the Valley. WHMP. It's the sound of life in the Valley. whmp.com. People like pink ladies. Macintosh and McCowns are popular. Red Delicious is the old standby. Gala, the new darling. Some people swear by Honeycrisp. And who doesn't love Granny Smith? Appling at River Valley Co-op, all the greatest hits. Plus heirlooms like Carrie's Irish Pippin and Belle de Bosco. With 50 varieties of apples, you never know. There's an heirloom called Sops of Wine? Really? Hooray, hooray, an apple a day. River Valley Co-op, wild about local apples. I am Marco, and I am always been full of life, full of energy, and always on the go. At the age of 21, I was diagnosed with kidney disease. My life was saved by an organ donor. Receiving a life-saving organ put my life back into play, and I was able to move forward and make my dreams come true. Anyone can sign up to be an organ donor, whether you're 16 or 96. Be a hero. Be an organ donor. Register today. Register at registerme.org. Sponsored by New England Donor Services. Katerina and Raul swing 30 feet above the street as the soul magnets get down. And Mr. G revs it up. The Amherst Block Party, this Thursday, 5 to 9. Show circus stilt walkers, jugglers, acrobats, and contortionists. Ollie the Clown makes balloon animals for kids. Nikki paints faces. The yo-yo people do tricks. Step dancing, kung fu, global eats on the street. Downtown Amherst is one big party. The Amherst Block Party, this Thursday, 5 to 9. The median U.S. home price declined slightly in July, the first time in years that prices have fallen. Black Knight, a housing data firm, reports the median home price fell slightly less than 1% from June, the largest single-month decline since January 2011. With used car prices still near record highs, it's not easy buying a safe, reliable used car for a son or daughter. ICCars.com has crunched the data, pointing out several candidates. Topping the list is the 2017 Honda Civic, with the 2017 Honda Accord the choice for best midsize car. GM is recalling more than 120,000 2013 through 2015 Chevrolet Sparks and Spark EVs. The company says the secondary hood latch may corrode at the latch pivot, preventing the hood latch from properly engaging and possibly allowing the hood to fly open while the car is moving. Hi, Mark Huffman. Learn more at ConsumerAffairs.com. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. And we are back with attorney Alex Kazem, who's representing uh, undocumented immigrants uh, through the Center for New Americans here in Massachusetts, particular headquartered in uh, Northampton on Gothic Street. And... Um, 
I think dozens and dozens and dozens of nationalities are represented. I wanted to ask you, uh, have you been representing or had requests to represent any Ukrainians? Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, Ukrainian requests, uh, not so uh, surprisingly, started coming in back in March. Um, more specifically, individuals who were still in the countries surrounding Ukraine, who had evacuated from Ukraine, but were looking to see if they can make a connection to the United States, to somehow come to the United States to get out of what seemed to be a war-torn area. Um, there hasn't really been a particular um, vehicle to assist Ukrainians at this point. Um, I think the situation's a little bit different than Afghanistan because, for example, with Afghanistan, the Taliban have uh, taken over. They've they filled the vacuum that the United States left, and it's, it's absolutely unlivable now and dangerous. Whereas with Ukraine, I think Ukrainians are still holding on to a hope that things are going to change, that Russia will be pushed out of the country, and so that they don't necessarily need to find permanent residence somewhere else, but might just be looking for some sort of temporary remedy. Do we have a temporary protected status um, for Ukrainians at this point? Uh, yes. Uh, temporary protected status, also known as TPS, has been approved for Ukrainians. Uh, interestingly enough, it was also approved for Afghans at the same time, and this was back in, or, uh, in March. I have so much respect for you, Alex. I remember when uh, someone you know kind of quite well, the extraordinary attorney, Megan Clute, said to Bill Newman and I, here, you can do a temporary protected status for these El Salvadorans. And we said, we've never done that for him. And she said, a monkey could do those forms. <laughs> well, there were two very confused monkeys by the end of the evening, <laughs> scratching each other's head, I think. <laughs> the, you know, the thing is, with immigration applications, none of them are simple, really. I mean, none of them are simple, ex unless you're applying to physically renew your green card, so like your green card expired and you want to get a new one. That's probably the simplest application. Because that's just evidence is your legal protected, your legal permanent residence right, status. Right, right, right. So you're, you're physically just getting a... It's like getting a driver's license. license. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, so, but otherwise, there aren't really simple immigration applications. And, and aside from the simplicity of the application itself, all the applications require evidence to be filed with them. So um, I, would, I would argue that the immigration system is not designed... Uh, for, for the uninitiated to easily uh, decipher what evidence they need to file, what evidence gets them what they want, what evidence is superfluous, and what evidence might actually get them in trouble. So um, They need lawyers. They need lawyers, yes. And paralegals. They need what the Center for New American provides through its staff attorney, Alex Kazem. And I know that, that C, uh, CNAM, yeah. the um, Center for New Americans, works closely with a number of faith-based charities that do a bulwark of this of course uh yes. work of working with those and actually our theater correspondent who's coming on the next segment jackie walsh who will be doing her playbill today as she does every tuesday um she has been working volunteering providing services but you work with catholic charities and with jewish family services and there's a methodist organization as well you do that um or, or cna does that and relies on them to sort of handle the pragmatic needs that human beings have moving to a new country, right? Exactly. 
Um, yeah, we are, we are currently partnered with Catholic Charities. Uh, uh, they're the Afghans that they are resettling in Western Massachusetts are the Afghans for whom we are filing uh, immigration. And Jewish Family for. Services have their own system. Jewish Family Services has their own system, but, but these organizations play a critical role in that they, they uh, settle our, our, our immigrant families in Western Massachusetts. They find them housing. Uh, they help them find work. They help them get the paperwork that they need. Um, all, all, all things that... that are necessary in order for them to have the security that then allows us to do the immigration work. Because if an individual is insecure with regard to where they're living, whether or not their family can eat, whether or not they have clothes on their back, um, it becomes difficult to also uh, get, you know, communicate with them and, 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 and get a good application going with really, them. Really, and it, 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 uh, I'm saying this to you listeners, that uh, my wife and I... Um, we sort of, after a couple of decades of having the same furniture in our living room, we decided to change it. And so we had a nice love seat and a really a quality sofa that was old, but it was still a quality and had slip covers on it, so it was in good, good condition. Our kids were gone, so it was in good condition. <laughs> and what we did is we called Catholic Charities. At that point, they were Somalians. Yeah. So they, there was a Somalian family who inherited nice living room furniture, <laughs> um, which we wanted to get out of our house so we could make room for the new stuff. And so um, please remember, uh, Catholic Charities uh, and uh, Jewish Family Services, um, they're really important. But mostly, one more time, Alex, how can people support the work that you and the Center for New Americans do for our neighbors who are moving into Western Mass? Please, when you get a chance, check out our website, uh, www.cnam.org. That's C, N as in Nancy, A as in Apple, M as in Mary. Um, check out our website. It has, you know, it'll it'll give you an introduction to the to the services that we provide, and also an opportunity to to help and give. Um, I I just want to say it's important that we, you know, Jewish Family Services, uh, Catholic Charities. They're, they're, we're still resettling Afghans in Western Massachusetts. It's been a year now since the evacuation from Afghanistan. And, you know, there's a bit of a fear, you know, uh, there's that, that they may get forgot. They, they, may, be, they may be forgotten. Um, you and they know, always live with the specter of being sent back to a very hostile, uh, almost deadly uh, uh, situation if they're sent back to Afghanistan. And no matter how much you reassure them, it's an understandable fear, I know. Um, of course. Well, I mean, it could have been easier. Uh, for example, the Afghan Adjustment Act was something that was introduced in Congress a few weeks ago. Um, it's absolutely stalled, but that would give uh, the Afghans who we evacuated to the United States a direct path to lawful permanent residence in the United States. Instead of having to sing and dance to earn asylum or uh, temporary protected status. Okay. So, unfortunately, we're out of time because I could talk to you all day. Yep. <laughs> His name is Alex K. <laughs> he works for the Center for New Americans. He's doing incredible work. Please support the center. Please support those charities that are helping these people. They are our brothers and sisters and deserve our help. Thank you very right. much for having me. It is my pleasure, Alex. Thank you for joining us. We're going to be back with Jackie Walsh and her guest from Shakespeare and Company, Alan Burroughs. He is the artistic director. We're going to talk about Measure for Measure which Shakespeare and Company is producing. 
Be right back after these messages. Stay with us. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. For WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler. State Attorney General Maura Healey has a sizable lead over her Republican opponent, Jeff Deal, in the race for governor. A new Emerson College poll indicates 53% of voters favor the Democrat to 34% support for Deal, but 12% remain undecided. Additionally, 55% of all voters view Healey favorably compared to 34% for Deal. Massachusetts voters will get the chance to decide whether the state should reject a new law allowing immigrants in the country illegally to obtain state driver's licenses after election officials certified the signatures needed to put the repeal on the November ballot. Supporters of the repeal effort say the new law could open the door to more unnecessary deaths and voter fraud. Immigrant rights advocates say the law will make roads safer by ensuring that all drivers pass the same road test and possess the same insurance requirements. The city of Northampton will be accepting proposals for individuals and organizations to receive grant money between September 12th and October 14th. Mayor Gina Louise Shera set aside $4 million to be distributed to community-led initiatives following recommendations set forth by last fall's ARPA survey. The grants are one-time funds which must be used to alleviate economic hardships or negative health impacts caused by COVID-19. The city is hosting three information sessions for potential applicants, the dates and times of which will be posted on the city's ARPA site. Scattered showers and some thunderstorms this afternoon. Be ready to get inside quickly. Could be some damaging winds and, of course, lightning and downpours with these storms. A high of 76 to 80. Chance for an early evening shower, then breezy and clearing out overnight tonight. Lows of 52 to 58. Mostly sunny breezy tomorrow. Upper 70s and then only 70 on Thursday with partly to mostly sunny skies. 22 News Storm Team Meteorologist Brian Lapis, 101.5 WHMP. True terror, as Kurt Vonnegut said, is waking up one morning to discover that your high school class is running the country. So, with Monty's help, help, we take on the terror of that thought every morning at 9 o'clock. Get in on the conversation. Bill Newman. Weekdays at 9 and again at 5. WHMP News, Information, and the Arts. Right in your town, maybe even in your neighborhood, an immigrant is building a new life, trying to find their way, all while learning a new language. The International Language Institute offers free English classes for immigrants and refugees, for true beginners and others, like students in our Bridge to College and Careers program. One of the nation's top language schools is right here, with free English classes for immigrants and refugees. The International Language Institute in downtown Northampton. 586-1000. Good phone number, right? It's the number Whalen Insurance got when we opened in 1961. It's still our number more than 60 years later. If you need an insurance quote or have a claim, just call 586-1000. We answer the phone, ready to help. That's our pledge to you. Until now. Now when you call, we'll answer. And if it's something clerical or routine, like an address change, we're going to transfer you to the Arbella Insurance Call Center in Quincy. You'll be connected with a real person there, too. You won't be entering your policy number on the dial pad. The Arbella Call Center. 
I told myself Whalen Insurance would never do this, but insurance agent friends all over New England tell me it actually works really well. So we're going to try it, and if it doesn't work well, I'm sure you'll let us know by calling 586-1000. Whalen Insurance. Local people, local service, local insurance. In partnership with Arbella Insurance. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. There are so many things I love about this gig that I have, this crazy gig that I have. But one of them is I could talk about the dire nature of Afghan resettlement and the fear of being returned to a Taliban death. And we could follow that up with one of my favorite groups around here, which is the Theater Company of Shakespeare and Company in Lenox and the wonderful productions that they have on. And our own Jackie Walsh is here to introduce us to Measure for Measure. Hi, Jackie. Hey, how are you? Uh, well, I just told you I'm great. I'm excited. <laughs> so, hey, I'm trying to make the connection between Afghanistan and theater. I just wanted to mention Kite Runner, which takes place in Afghanistan. There's a Broadway play running. And I think this part is interesting. You know, COVID has just totally been, everything's been in flux during COVID. And one is whether you wear a mask to a performance, whether you have to show your vaccination proof. And Kite Runner has come up with a totally different idea where they have Specific shows where people go all in masks. So it's the matinees. And people seem happy. Yay, I don't have to wear a mask. Yay, everyone's wearing a mask. So that's how they've resolved we that just whole went, question. It was the fourth time my wife and I have seen theater since the pandemic began. We went to Amherst Cinema, our wonderful uh, local theater that shows indie and other interesting kind of uh, things. But they have a specific day for elders. It's uh, a specific time. I think it's in the morning where everybody has to be masked. The rest is masks are suggested, but not right, right, required. Right. We wore masks so when we saw it. Interesting. So I just wanted to preview a few things that are going on. Mama Mia is at the Majestic in West Springfield. I had I somehow missed that they were coming. So that's through October 16th. Masks are required, just to put that out there. Here's an interesting one. Angela Davis, a History of the United States. That's in, at Mount Holyoke in their theater. It's September 30th through October 2nd. It's a one-woman play. It's in French with subtitles. So if you want to practice your high school French, and plus it's... You don't want to hear my high school French. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine just came from that song from 1977. Mm, no, all I got out of it is je ne comprends pas. <laughs> Um, and then Barrington Stage in Pittsfield has All of Me, September 21st through October 8th. That's about, about a couple who use text-to-speech technology. Uh, it's supposed to be a hilarious and candid portrayal of disability in class. And there is a free lobby chat about it on September 23rd at 3 p.m. Then we have Edward. All these plays are a little different in some way. Edward Albee's Seascape is September 29th through October 23rd. That's at the Unicorn in Stockbridge. It's about a middle-aged middle couple who meet two lizards on a beach who are emerging from the ocean, and it won the Pulitzer. So I'm extremely curious about that one. Crazy. I'm working with Valley Light Opera on the Fledermaus. Fledermaus. That's my German. Fledermaus. Someone corrected me and said Fledder. So I, I actually... It. I think it's Fledder. But um, so we've started rehearsal. That show is November 5th through 13th. We need set painters. We need 
So there's possibly a couple singers, and we need a trombonist, if that's a word. I am not a musical person. And a cellist. Maybe it's just trombone player. You would know. Uh, I think both jazz. are trombonists, okay. as long as we understand it, is somebody who plays a trombone. Okay, there we go. And it's Der Fleitermouse. Okay. Yeah. It's D. It's feminine, apparently. Well, I saw Not it in there. Austria. I saw it in Vienna, and it was Der Fleitermouse. I thought Shoot. it was Der Fleitermouse. Anyway. I've only been working on it all summer. And I but I know that last time you were, um, you brought, we heard from two actors who were playing in The Hymn at Shakespeare and Company. And uh, you have back Shakespeare and Company, yes, Alan Burroughs, with do. a play of a completely different sort. So he's going to talk about Measure for Measure, which is about a tyrant who desires a nun. That's like the five-word description. So we have Alan Burroughs, Artistic Director at Shakespeare and Company in Lenox. Hey there, Alan. Hey, how are you all? Great to Very hear you. Good. Yeah. So I saw him maybe three weeks ago, and it was fantastic. Oh, I'm can you tell people a little bit about what it was about and how it went? Well, it, you know, it's a beautiful play by Lolita Chakrabarty, who wrote also Red Velvet that we did here uh, several years ago with John Douglas Thompson. And, you know, this is a play that was done in the West End with Gideon, uh, Gideon Lester, not Gideon Lester, um, but Adrian Lester. Um, in um it's about these two brothers who meet at their father's funeral for the first time and uh, they didn't know of each other's existence and so it kind of it followed that path of them you know kind of suspiciously getting to know each other to being completely bonded and then having their relationship kind of blow up in a myriad of ways and it you know i, I hope you enjoyed it because it you know i i found it very affecting and, um, yes, and we, uh, we interviewed the two actors on the show, right. and they gave nothing away. I didn't know anything about them. It was just two men meet at a funeral. They said nothing about being these half-brothers, so yeah, I give them a lot of credit. I would have blurted it out <laughs> in a second, but it was great. Right. So now, Measure for Measure, we're approaching the last weekend of one of the last shows in the Berkshires, one of the last summer shows. Um, so if you want to see some Shakespeare, this weekend is the weekend to do it. So tell us a little bit about what, what the play is. Well, Measure for Measure is, um, it's, a, it's a rarely done Shakespeare, actually. And this one is set in the, you know, the jazz era of the 1950s in Harlem. But it's, um, it's about um, so many things. In terms of the abuse of power, it's got uh, some, you know, really arresting parts of it um, where people kind of have to trade on their humanity in order to save other people's lives. Um, but it's not all intense, as intense as some parts of it get. It's also uh, it's got a lot of comedy in it as well. Uh, it, uh, they used to call it... Um, uh, Shakespeare, one of Shakespeare's problem plays, but I think it's a problem play because it's really about uh, what one does uh, with the balance of power. So it really kind of speaks to um, so many things that we deal with still in our society, and I think people have been finding it incredibly resonant. Um, you so know, I'm hoping yeah. if I see it that uh, at the end there will be... Shakespeare will have given us given us a solution to all the abuse of power we see. 
Yeah. Yes. He may he may not have he may not given you solution on the way out, but he'll definitely give you uh, some insight as to what it all means. And I, uh, yeah, I was saying, Alan Burroughs, the artistic director for Shakespeare and Company, the extraordinary theater group out in Lenox. Um, I, I was saying that uh, we were fortunate to have attorney Alex K. Zem, who's been representing Afghan resettling families and other immigrants. Mm-hmm. And just the, the, the painful nature of the experience when they come to this country as political yeah. refugees, scared to death to go back. And when I read the synopsis of Measure for Measure, it was Shakespeare making a statement about power and the abuse of power right. that I found somehow connecting uh, with what Alex does for a living. Right. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, basically, without giving too much away, um, you know, there there is uh, a woman who is uh, really going to be a nun and someone a uh, someone in power says that if she will trade her body, uh, then um, she can get her brother out of prison and. But she is a nun. So uh, and so, you know, some basic, uh, real powerful human elements come into this. And it's a real lean in piece. In other words, you know, um, it's it's plot heavy, character heavy, relationship heavy and then and and really quite out there for Shakespeare. You, You know, you kind of with plays like this of Shakespeare's you realize that his mind kind of went to all reaches of humanity and uh, that he wasn't just, you know, kind of playing stuff down the middle by any means. He was really exploring how we interact with each other uh, on, at, at close to the bone levels. And um, I, I think people have um, been just really moved by this, uh, this piece, and I hope people can join us to, for this last weekend. It's a great place to take a break. Uh, we're with uh, Jackie Walsh and her playbill. This week is uh, involving Measure for Measure being produced and uh, performed by Shakespeare and Company and the artistic director, Alan Burroughs, joining us uh, for a second time on the program. I'm so glad to have him here. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back and talk more about Measure for Measure right after these messages. Stay with us. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. In the late 30s, they started singing together at the Alabama Institute for the Negro Blind. In the 40s and 50s, they spread their gospel across the Jim Crow era South. You gotta keep the devil down in the hole. In the 60s, they shaped the sound of the civil rights movement, singing at events with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. This Friday, they'll be singing at UMass. Blind Boys of Alabama, this Friday, September 16th at UMass Amherst. Over 80 years of gospel. Along the way, teaming up with Stevie Wonder, Lou Reed, and Prince. Get tickets now at the UMass Fine Arts Center website and get ready. 
The Blind Boys of Alabama will raise the roof on the Frederick C. Tillis Performance Hall this Friday, September 16th at UMass Amherst. Eat more kale, says the bumper sticker. Why assume I'm not eating enough kale? If you eat at Paul and Elizabeth's, there's always kale. There's the Caesar salad with kale, with romaine, or both. There's the vegetarian platter, vegetables sautéed to perfection, including kale. Or just order a side of sautéed greens. Some people treat kale like one of those good-for-you-but-no-one-really-likes-it things. Maybe those people have never been to Paul and Elizabeth's restaurant. Inside Thorns in Northampton. Why work for just any hospital when you can work as a medical assistant, patient service rep, office nurse, or scheduler for Cooley Dickinson Hospital? Winner of the Best Local Hospital Award by the Gazette's 2022 Reader's Choice Awards. Stop by for on-the-spot interviews on Tuesday, September 27th from 9 to 11 and 4 to 6 at Cooley Dickinson Medical Group, 22 Atwood Drive, Northampton, or apply online at cooleydickinson.org today. At American National, we understand the tried-and-true farm and ranch lifestyle, and what's important to you is important to us. You deserve an insurance plan custom-made to meet all the specific needs of your agribusiness operation. American National offers flexible farm and ranch policies with package options to help better protect your livelihood. We're right by your side. For more information and to connect with a local American National agent, just visit AmericanNational.com. American National Property and Casualty Company and Affiliates, Springfield, Missouri. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. This is, I'm just so excited, Jackie Walsh. You are introducing us to Measure for Measure and Shakespeare and Company. All right, we're speaking to Alan Burroughs, Artistic Director of Shakespeare and Company. And Alan, we've been talking about Measure for Measure, which is finishing up this weekend. But there's another show happening. Tell us about that show. Yeah, that is uh, Golden Leaf Ragtime Blues uh, that's happening uh, in our Elaine Bernstein Theater. That's going to be um, running until um, uh, October uh, 20th. And um, that is a really funny show about um, these two uh, vaudevillians. Um, and I'm not giving anything away when I say one of them is a ghost. Um, and they, the kind of the crash of cultures that happens when one of the vaudevillians' daughters, sorry, it's, it runs until October 30th, um, okay. September 23rd to October 30th. And people can reach us uh, at uh, Shakespeare.org or 413-637-3353 for tickets. That also is starring our director of education, longtime beloved uh, Kevin Coleman as one of the vaudevillians. And one of the vaudevillians' daughters brings uh, uh, this young um uh, African-American kid uh, home with her. Uh, she's He's her ward, or he's her ward. I, I can never remember which way it is in terms of ward. And um, and then there's just this, this very uh, kind of uh, electric clash of cultures between the old man and this young man and the, the journey that they take. And it's it's really a lot of fun. It's very funny. And um, and so uh, we're really looking forward to opening that up. And uh, uh, it sounds like there's a ton of music in it. There is, but well, both these guys, yeah. There's a piano on stage, and there's uh, you'll hear some ragtime piano played, and uh, 
And uh, but but mostly it's about these relationships and um, and navigating kind of the the, the, the different mindsets um, that these two bring to the table. I, I don't know if I should direct this question to you or to Jackie, maybe to both. I know that uh, I've known Jackie for a, a long time. Jackie, you love the story. You are passionate about the story, whatever that means. And I'm always wondering how um, a company like yours, Alan Burroughs, chooses mm. what... You don't just do Shakespeare, even though it's Shakespeare and company. You do, for example, the play that you're just going to be opening on September 23rd. It's, um, it's comedic, it's musical, and, and it's anything but Shakespeare. How do you choose what to produce? It got, it, it's all about the story. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, you have to... Uh, my ambition is that when people leave the theater, they actually feel differently about their own lives. <laughs> no, no wow. small order, right? Like yeah. they actually, you know, I, I think I've said this to you, Buzz. I don't want the first question they ask to the person they're with when they come out to be like, where's my car? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... Like that just happened, uh-huh. but it didn't happen, you know. Uh-huh. Right. Um, it has to be. Everything has to be wildly entertaining on that level, but it also has to be kind of uh, moving and funny and causes people to shift because they come in, they they rent this space, which is their seats, and I want it to be worthwhile for them. And you know, um, I'm pretty demanding. We, you know, we have a lot of people. Who, uh, all of us are reading plays and. You know, when someone says, I think you should read this, you look at this play, I'm always like, why, 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 why should I read this? Why is this important? Why is this funny? Why is this, why are people going to feel any different when they leave? You know, um, I'm, uh, and, uh, I'm from Boston, so I'm pretty vocal about these things, you know, and, Mm um, and then, and then it all gets put into the pot. We stir it around and, you know. Um, and we come up with a season that has to be varied across the board. But, yeah, we do Shakespeare, but we also do, you know, this summer we did the very successful A Walk in the Woods um, about a Russian arms negotiator and an American arms negotiator, and about the same time doing a show on a totally different theme like him and ragtime uh, blues as well, uh, Golden Leaf ragtime blues. So we try to, uh, you know, we try to run the gamut and have something for everyone, and while at the same time having everything be impactful. Because otherwise, I don't know, life is short. It always comes back to that. We really want to make people's time, uh, you know, kind of. We want to honor their time, and that means putting on the best stories we can. You know, right. Well, yeah. I think it's, it's uh, for me, I have a little theater group in Children Falls, and, um, you know, these old acorns that people have seen a million times that are great. That's why they've lasted. Mm. Shakespeare has been around for, what, 400, 500 years. You know it's good. Right. And then how much, do you have to read 100 new plays to find two good ones? or? How? Yeah, that's what it comes down to. It's amazing what we have. <laughs> the amount of material that we have to go and what's affordable, right? You know, you can't, people are like, how come you always have plays? Uh, the non Shakespeare's have less than six people in them. I'm like, well, times being what they are, that's, uh, right. <laughs> you know, you got to mm-hmm. be able to have something that's manageable. So, but there's still a lot of great plays out there with fewer cast members. So, so it's, how do people know, support, of, how do yeah, people sorry? support Shakespeare and company? Uh, 
Oh, thank you. Uh, they uh, they go to Shakespeare.org, www.shakespeare.org. We kind of got that name when the Internet was invented. I was wondering then, how you managed <laughs> measure for measure, some sort of trade. Yeah. You sold your yeah. soul for Shakespeare that yeah. work. <laughs> but people can not only then, to buy tickets for contemporary plays that are currently running, but also people can support the theater, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I really appreciate you saying that. They can go to our website. Uh, there's a support button right there. You know, Culturals really took it on the chin this year. They, um, you know, they were down everywhere, and we we had a last summer we built a brand new outdoor 500 seat amphitheater um to to you know accommodate people who so they could be comfortable outside and unfortunately we're running out of time alan burris we are so grateful to you listen folks it's really a wonderful place you can pack a lunch they have a place where you can eat it under a canopy it's just wonderful shakespeare and company is one of the true resources that we have in western massachusetts so thank you so much for joining us jackie you've done it again brought another Terrific offering, Measure for Measure, Shakespeare and Company, followed by, oh, I already forgot the name of what's coming on the 23rd. Tell us, Alan. The Golden Leaf Ragtime Blues. There you go. Thank you so much. Thank you. Everybody, have a great evening. We'll be back with you tomorrow at 4 o'clock on Afternoon Buzz. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. Ain't nobody seem to know me, baby. Everybody passed me by. When it's happening here in the Valley, we're talking about it. For the first time in the history of the country and of the history of the United States, the Supreme Court has taken away a constitutional right. I would also describe this day as a day when women in the United States and for Northampton and the Valley since 1950. WHMP Northampton, WHMQ Greenfield, Northampton Radio Group Station. It's 